Hi friends, it's Kay the Moran and welcome back to the Let's Get Candid podcast. How's everybody doing? Happy Thursday, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever day or time it is that you're listening. So happy to be back on the mic with you guys. How is everybody doing? Happy February. Can't believe it's already February. I don't know where the time went, but I'm honestly kind of happy because January was a roller coaster and February looks like it'll be quite a fun month. It's going to be very busy, but I'm really looking forward to seeing some friends in Dallas, in New York, spending some time with my family again. Honestly, it's kind of nice. Like, I, I give a lot of crap about living at home because it's not always the most fun, but it's kind of nice that three of us, me and my parents, or the four of us, me, my parents, and my brother, spend so much time together voluntarily and we enjoy going on trips together and I'm really looking forward to it. My parents' anniversary is in February and me and my brother kind of swindled our way into their anniversary trip. So I'm excited to go to New York with them, see some friends while I'm there as well. And it's been four years almost since I've been to New York. My brother hasn't been since 2007. So it'll be cool to experience it and as much as I am so excited for spring and summer and the fashion and the warmth, a few more excuses to wear some cute winter clothes in the season before we put it all away. So I'm really looking forward to my trips. I'm looking forward to a gala that I have this weekend and getting all dressed up. It's a lawyer gala. It's my first time going as I am a law firm owner myself, although I'm going with the firm that I currently work part-time at but it'll be a great networking opportunity. It'll be a lot of fun and I love my dress. So stay tuned to see my dress and it was a mission to find it, but I'm so glad I found this one because I was going to go with a different option that I wasn't in love with. So can't wait to show you guys. And then at the end of the month, I'm going to Sobe Food and Wine Food Festival and I'm really looking forward to that, to spend a day on the beach, just in the sunshine and warmth of Miami and you know, defrost after New York. Hopefully it's not super cold and just enjoy my time back in my city. And then I should be here all of March and April. I don't plan to do any traveling in between then, but you never know where the tides will take me. And that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur and the part-time kind of work schedule that I have which I was talking to one of my professors today that I haven't spoken to since right before graduation. So it's been quite a while and we were like, we can never go this long without speaking again. He is my mentor. He is the person that helped me find out that going the trademark and lawyer for creators route was for me. And I'm so grateful for him. And it was nice to catch up. And he was like, you're doing so well so much better than I expected. Not that I didn't think he would be able to do it, but just it's so good to see you doing so well and that your business is working out the way that it is and that clients are coming. Like I have no doubt in my mind that you are going to do incredible things and I'm so excited to support you. And it just felt so good to hear that and be surrounded by the support and the love. And it really was such a great way to end my month has been quite a few ups and downs. You know, I started off the month traveling and then just got back into the grind and I dived right back into work and I hit a wall and I just wasn't feeling motivated and like I was enjoying what I was doing and this was the right thing. And then last week I just launched my firm, went full force into it because I just, I knew I needed to do it. It felt right. 
and things have been working out a lot better than I expected, no matter what my brain tries to tell me that it's not, and it felt really good to be reminded of that, that I'm gonna have ups and downs, but I'm doing really well, and that he's proud of me, and I got to speak to another mentor today this morning, talking about workflows and how I want to set up my business, modeling it after hers, and just getting some tips and resources from her, and it just feels so good to be surrounded by the community that I am a part of, and that's why I'm really looking forward to this gala on Saturday too, just the network and being back home in Miami, it feels really good. So I am honestly going into February on a high note, which was, a, it's a really nice change and I'm really happy about it. And I'm looking forward to, you know, like I said, spring and summer and all the opportunities that are to come. There's so many amazing things in the works and I can't wait to share them all with you guys as always, please go follow me on Instagram and TikTok, see what I'm doing and what I'm up to there. I think I talked about it last week, but my Instagram is kind of going to be like my lawyer life and law content, trademark content, and what that, what those things are and, you know, marketing my law firm and myself as a lawyer. And of course, still working with brands and sharing you know, fashion and lifestyle stuff. And then TikTok is more of my personality and the fun stuff, you know, the trending sounds, the cute videos, and, you know, sharing the behind the scenes of what my life is really like that you see on Instagram. And, you know, I'll share things here and there that kind of are more wellness and more lifestyle, more financial stuff, more entrepreneurship stuff. And I'm just really excited to see where I go in this next chapter. I'm really looking forward to it and to bring you guys all along with me. And I'm really excited about this week's episode and this week's guests. There's two, Elevation Nation, Sam and Parker. They are absolutely incredible. And I am really looking forward to you guys hearing this conversation. But before I dive into what they're going to be talking about and what we're going to be talking about, I want to do a quick suck and sweet of the week. So my suck of the week, Thursday was so hard for me. That's That was my suck. Thursday afternoon, pretty much all day, I was just the anxiety, the emotional spiral of, am I doing what I'm meant to be doing? Is this right? You know, I'm not where I want to be. I should be further along. I'm not even happy. I don't have any friends. I, I full on spiraled and that was really rough. And you know, that's why I say January has been full of its ups and downs. It came out of nowhere. Just feeling like, you know, actually it didn't come out of nowhere. There were things that happened, but it just brought up all these emotions. Like so much came up for me on Thursday and I was struggling to see like the sky and like that, you know, the tunnel, that light at the end of the tunnel. Like, you know, I was drowning and I just could not get out of it, and it was one of my best friends, you know, just venting to her, and she was like, it's okay that you don't have it all figured out, it's okay that, you know, like, you're valid in what you're feeling, it's okay to feel like this is what's happening, and that these things are going wrong, but it doesn't mean it's true, you have all these incredible things, it's going to work out for you, you're just in a transition phase, we're all in a transition phase, and, you know, we just have to remind ourselves, like, it's only been four months that we've been practicing. I'm especially going on a, a non-traditional, a different route, going the entrepreneurship route so soon after graduation and getting my license. And, you know, 
coming back to my childhood, you know, bedroom and my hometown. I'm not the same person. The people that are here aren't the same people either. There's new people. It's an adjustment period. And, you know, we're all going through it. Our mid-20s are for that adjustment period. And it's okay that I feel disconnected from people that I thought were my friends. And it's okay to reach out to them and see if they still want to be friends and to reignite that relationship or to let some people go and you know it felt so good to just get it all out and vent to her and you know be reminded that I'm doing a lot better than I think that I'm doing and my professor reminded me of that as well today in a professional context although he knows a lot about my personal life too he was someone that I knew that if I needed shoulder to cry on or a hug I could always go to and I'm so grateful for that and my sweet of the week is that all thanks to the community and my network the opportunities that are coming my way are absolutely incredible and there's so much I can do with my law firm there's so many directions I can take it and I'm just leaning into that I'm leaning into trying different things and being open and seeing where the tides take me and following my strengths and leaning into what excites me and I'm passionate about and I enjoy and outsourcing the rest and I think that is such a great outlook and my professor was like you have such a great intuition that is so special and so important and I think you're doing so well because you lean into that and it's incredible and that was truly like the biggest compliment I could have ever received so that was my sweet of the week, those two things together. Well, just in general opportunities and then that comment. And speaking of sweet moments, this conversation I had with the guys of Elevation Nation, Sam and Parker, was such a great conversation. So sweet, so intimate, so vulnerable. We just hit it off right away. That connection was just incredible. It was immediate. We had so much fun and I'm so excited for you guys to finally listen to this combo. Go check out my episode on their show. I'll link it down below at Elevation Nation. Go give them a follow. And I'm so excited for you guys to listen because they are such great guys. They're a little bit older than me, 26, 27. And we just dive into like post-grad and, you know, what it's like to be a consultant and what that even means and why they started a podcast for young adults and helping them with their wellness and their mental health and abundance and just the mission behind elevation nation is absolutely incredible we dive right into all of that and hearing their personal stories and living in dc and new york being best friends since college how they met relationships it felt like i was talking to my long lost best friend like we just hit it off right away i still chat with them now it's so fun and honestly i'm so excited for you guys to hear this convo and get to know them a little deeper get to know me a little deeper on their show go check out their community you know i love community you know i love connection and that is exactly what they provide i love being a part of their community now i've joined the elevation nation myself and getting to connect with the guests that they've had on their show and how they bring the community in and pump them up and get them excited for the new chapters that are coming the new year all the great things that are happening it's such a great time being a part of it and it's honestly super uplifting and motivational and not in like the fluff way that you know some people can be like i truly genuinely feel like they want the best for me and they are rooting for me and 
they are like that for every single person that comes on their show and for their community. So I'm so excited to bring you guys into the Elevation Nation. So I hope you guys enjoy and I will see you all next week. Meet Sam and Parker. Both of you, I don't know who wants to go first, but what's something that people wouldn't know about you just from following you? Well, I post absolutely nothing on social media, so people won't know much about me. Um, But I do have a secret Instagram account where I take pictures of the food I cook because I'm obsessed with cooking and I would love to go to culinary school one day. So that is wait, are you kidding me? Wait, I love this. Parker didn't know that. Are you serious? You're (laughs) my god, God. dude. And are you famous? You don't go to work because you have. I have zero followers. Oh. What then what's the point? So you can see it's for own. me, Parker. Not everything is for other people. Okay. Wait, I want to know what you cook. What's your favorite thing to cook? I love making mussels in white wine. That's my fave. But I've been doing that since I lived with Parker in Spain. That's where I first learned to cook that dish. Um, okay. but yes, that's my go-to. So if anyone out there wants a recipe, you can follow my my profile, which I won't tell you what it is, so no one can find it. Okay, Sam. Parker, your turn. <laughs> My favorite thing, uh, you definitely wouldn't know it from social media, but my favorite thing is when I tell people that I'm allergic to apples, they <laughs> freak out and they're like, wait, you're allergic to the apples? They're like, I didn't even know you could be allergic to apples. And I'm like, well, you just found someone who's allergic to apples. So what's up? No, I've never eaten a whole apple before in my entire life. So that is a fun fact. I don't like apples, so that's okay. Good. You're on my side now. Um, I like apple cider, but I don't like apples. Is that weird? I don't know. Um, I like applesauce. Hate apples. Can't even look at it. But can, can you eat, eat applesauce? Yes, because it's processed. It's processed, but I can't eat like an actual apple like this, you know, like that came right off the tree. Yeah, it's all weird. You know, we make up our own rules, but not when. So I have a I have a funny story about that. So I'm allergic to red wine, but I'll still drink it. And I've gotten into myself, I've gotten myself into trouble on dates. Where I'm like, yeah, let's get a bottle. And I won't, like, so it's certain red wines that I will have reactions to, but I don't know what they are. It's if they're very high in tannins. And, like, mm. I'm not going to ask the waiter, like, you know, like, that's weird, right? So, like, I just kind of take that risk if I'm on a date. Like, I, you, I, I will only drink wine if I know I'm going home after. Like, if it's not, we're not going to keep going. If we're going to mm. keep going, then I will drink a cocktail. But if I'm at home chilling, Netflix and chill wine night with friends movie night at home or like I'm on a date knowing I'm just going home after then I'll be like sure but I have had some situations where it was not good I'll just leave it at that it was not a good well Kayla I gotta say that it's funny you say that because I actually love red wine but I can't drink it anymore I've been drinking maybe four years gives me really really bad heartburn and the doctor's like you gotta pick tomato sauce red wine or spicy food and I'm like I love ketchup. I love spicy food. Red wine can go. So for you, it's the acid <laughs> reflux, which I have that thing with very acidic foods, tomatoes in particular. So I don't, I try not to eat anything tomato based after like 5 p.m. because I know that there's a chance oh. I'm going to have heartburn. But for me, it's the tannins. And so you mentioned Spain. I was in Spain on my bar trip this summer and I thought I was going to be fine. It's, you know, I, I, the, the wines in Napa, I didn't have that issue with because they're a mm. lot cleaner. We went to work like organic farming practices and that kind of stuff. Like, so it was good. And in Europe, I tend to not have that issue because the food and everything is just so much cleaner in Europe. And so there's no processing and all of that. But I, in Spain, I had sangria. And I think because it mixed with the sugar of the fruits, I had an allergic reaction. 
funny enough, you will know before I know that I'm having an allergic reaction because you will see like if I'm wearing like a low cut shirt or like tank top or whatever, hives. it's not hives. It looks like I got sunburned. Like it's like redness. Red. Like I just get really red and really warm. So like if you were to touch me to be like, hey, are you okay? Like, do you have a fever? And I'm like, no, I'm fine. And a couple minutes later, then I'll start feeling like it rise up my throat and like my ears will get really warm and my throat will get scratchy. But like you will know before I know. So always people will tell me first, like my friends, we were at a flamenco show and I was like super invested into the show, right? I'm not like, you know, I'm What's just over here throwing show? back flamenco, like flamenco dancers in Spain. Oh, and flamenco. I was like, a flamenco. I was like, what the are you talking about? And my so I was like super invested in the show, throwing back sangria, having a great time. And my this guy's like, Are you okay? And I'm like, Yeah, why? He's like, Are you good? I'm like, Yeah, I'm fine. He's like, You don't look okay. I'm like, Oh, now I feel it. But yeah, so I love getting to know you guys a little bit better. I feel like we've we've bonded because I was on their podcast a little while ago, and now you guys are on my podcast. So welcome to Let's Get Candid. I love to just dive right in. So what is Elevation Nation? How did you, well, first of all, how did you two meet and start Elevation Nation? What, what, what was the catalyst for this? And what is the mission of Elevation Nation? Well, thank you for having us, Get Candid. And thank you for coming on Elevation Nation with us, Kayla. We had a great time getting to know you better. So to start from the beginning, my name is Sam Panich, and I am with my best friend and co-founder, Parker Yablon. We met at college at the University of Maryland, and we both graduated. We did what we were, quote unquote, supposed to do, right? We got internships. We both had good jobs in D.C. and in New York City. We thought we did everything right. But our first few months, right after school, we were miserable. And at first, I thought I was the only one feeling this way. Then I talked to Parker. He also was feeling lost. We talked to a lot of our friends. And a lot of young people were struggling with who they were in the real world. So we decided to do something about it. And that's what inspired Elevation Nation to bring together a unique community of young people who are trying to elevate themselves and the real world around them. So that's our mission with Elevation Nation is to unite these amazing what we call elevators as we all try to figure out you know, our purpose in life as young adults and how we can make an impact on our society. It's a lot easier to go through young adulthood when you don't know what's going on, when you have people alongside you who also don't know what's going on, but are still trying to make something of something. And I think that's what's beautiful about Elevation Nation and what we've done is we're bringing together now hundreds of people who are young adults in their 20s, early 30s, who are entrepreneurs, who are striving to be lawyers, who are people who are going through very, very different things than even Sam and myself or even you, Kayla, in their lives and just coming together, trying to better ourselves and, and continue to elevate. And it's been a really, really good time doing it because we actually, today was the two-year anniversary of Elevation Nation. Congrats. I was about to ask how long you guys have been doing it. That's awesome. It's been about 13 months for me. So I just hit that one year mark. And I think that's like the hardest part is like getting through the first year. And then now I'm like, this is it. Like this is meant to be in my life forever because exactly. I've, I've enjoyed it so much. But I love that. I love what you guys are doing with Elevation Nation because I actually just recently did an episode, a solo episode on, okay, like I've graduated now, you know, 
I, I got to live in that, like not post-grad life for a little longer because I went to law school, but now is when I'm truly experiencing that adjustment of no longer having to go to school. My dad asked me the other day, like, he's like, do you miss going to school? He hugged me. He's like, do you miss school? And I'm like, no. He's like, how does it feel not having to go to school every day? I'm like, it feels really weird. Like this is the first time in 22 years of my life that I don't have to go to school ever again. And it's weird. So I'm, I'm struggling with that post-grad young, you know, early to mid twenties adjustment as well. So I think it's really special that you guys started Elevation Nation to be able to talk about those struggles. And yeah, I think people forget that, you know, they're not alone because no one talks about it. Everyone is so afraid to talk to their friends about what they're really feeling and thinking because society tells us that feelings are scary and bad and, you know, little by little society is changing. And I think podcasts are a really great medium for, to, to, to start those conversations and those changes, but it's really, really hard. And I can only imagine it's even more difficult for you both being, you know, men in your mid twenties. So what was that reaction? I think from your friends, from your family, when you guys first started Elevation Nation, what has that been like for you guys now opening these conversations up? Well, I just want to put it out there that Sam and I were always vulnerable guys. We're always emotional. I think our parents would say when we were five, six years old, and this is how Sam and I bonded when we first met at freshman year at Maryland, is that we're like, you know, old men living in a younger person's body. You know, Sam and I are the ones to stick back with the dads and have a conversation about like a business thing or like what's going on in the but world. Can you and guys all that. please well, meet my father? Like I would yeah, love exactly. to hear this like, conversation. While, while people, while our friends are going outside to, you know, maybe drink some beers or something or play, a, you know, drinking game or something. So Sam and I have always been that way, but it didn't really come to light in understanding like, what we were actually doing until we were feeling really lost ourselves. Like Sam and I were always people who wanted to help others and help guide others. But we, we were so lost that we had to get really vulnerable ourselves. Be like, damn, we must be feeling this. Can you imagine how many other people are feeling this right now? And so when we started having conversations like this, you know, we're two guys, you know, how many guys out there actually having deep, vulnerable conversations, you know, where tears are shed, we talk about everything and anything. Like, you're not many. I would hope so on a in a I I wouldn't hope so in a public forum, but we need more people opening up and having conversations. But Sam and I were nervous. Oh my God. Like so nervous from the get-go. And you know what's beautiful about Elevation Nation, what we're doing with the podcast is that this stemmed from a problem that Sam and I have. And like you've said, Kayla, it's become therapy for us to talk with each other, connect with each other, meet amazing people. And the best thing about a podcast is you can share the conversation with anyone who wants to listen, just with a click of you know a button on their phone and everyone's got access to that conversation. Yeah. Sam? I mean, Parker really hit the nail on the head there with us being old Jewish men since we were like little. Um, we've always been pretty introspective and deep. And I think by having these tough conversations and opening up with some young people, especially being young men in big four consulting, living in big cities, having quote unquote, the successful dream job by us getting deep introspective, we hope to shed some light on some of the problems that maybe some of your friends are going through that you might not know 
ask your friends if they're doing okay, reach out, have a deep conversation with someone because life is so much better lived when you can get deep and connect with people introspectively. So if we can help one person with our podcast, just feel more empowered to be their true self or to go to therapy or to think about what they want out of life, then we will have succeeded and it will make all of our sleepless long nights worth it. Well, oftentimes think about it, Kayla, how many times do you scroll on TikTok or Instagram and you just come across people who you don't know, who are just telling you about things and you feel connected to that person? Well, at Elevation Nation, we wanted to make it a forum where 45 minutes to an hour of conversation is had where you can get even deeper beyond the three minutes or 30 seconds you see on a TikTok every day. Oh, absolutely. And that was my goal with Let's Get Candid too, which was why I called it Let's Get Candid. And I share the story of the name on the podcast. I'll tell you guys off air. But that, yeah, that was literally my goal. It's like, I want to have these deep conversations. I'm not a space filler. I'm not the short form content girl. Like I want to have these deep talks because I know that people need to hear them and they might be too afraid to have them, but I'm not. I I live for these conversations, these deep conversations of really getting to hear other people's stories and learning from them and hearing how they've gone through their struggles and their life and made it out on the other side because it allows me to have insight and tools to add to my toolbox to do the same in my life. And if I can share my story and one person has that toolkit now, then I did my job. And that is, that is why I started my podcast too. And so I love that that is the mission behind Elevation Nation. And it really, it speaks to why we are so aligned. Like the three of us are just, we get it like, cause we're all just on the same wavelength with that. But something that you guys talk about a lot on Elevation Nation that I really love is mental fortitude. So can you guys share what that is and why it's so important? Mental fortitude is like the thing that that saved Sam and I essentially. So Kayla, a little background for you. Sam and I, even before Elevation Nation was a thing, February, 2020, we went to Ocean City, Maryland in February. You know, the beach when it's 30 degrees, there's nothing going on. We might've been the only people in the entire town. We're like, we need a getaway weekend. The old Jewish men we are, we're going to go figure out life. So we go, we sit in my parents' like beach condo. We're like, what are we going to do to figure out life? Like literally, we're having these conversations. Like we need to figure something out because we are sick and tired of feeling this way. It's so funny because I was having the same conversations myself at this time. We talk about that on your podcast, right? When COVID was about to hit. So yeah, I feel that. So this is right before everything hit the shit, right? And we're like putting post-it notes on my mom's like windows and everything. Yeah, she was not very happy with all of that. But like, we started like thinking, what do we want? What do we need? What are the things that we as young adults need to like be better and understand where we want to go? We came up with this idea of mental fortitude. And after hundreds of post-it notes, we finally bogged it down into three parts. And we think every young adult can have mental fortitude. Because every young adult can, one, be self-aware, know who they are. Every young adult can know where they want to go, have a vision. And three, hold themselves accountable and do the things that they need to do to get where they want to go. And when we thought about that, we're like, wait, this is pretty freaking cool. Know who you are, know where you want to go, and know how you can get there. We can all do it. 
And so we put it to test. I mean, Sam and I, COVID hit. We're like, you know what? We're going to start exercising mental fortitude because we're going to try to start a company around the idea of helping others figure out how to have mental fortitude. And the mental fortitude that's needed to start a podcast, Kayla, you understand it, is a lot of mental fortitude. And once we started to have some conversations about uh, with other people around this framework and this idea, it just clicked. And I started applying it in areas of my life. Sam has applied it in areas of his life. And I can really say, as a young adult, two years later, since we had that conversation in Ocean City, Maryland, I'm more elevated than I was. And I, I attribute a lot of that to Sam, Elevation Nation, and of course, mental fortitude. Yeah. Sam, you want to add anything? I mean, I think the power of mental fortitude has been put to the test. And as young people, we all unfortunately face this self-doubt every single day as we're trying to figure out our path. And what I wish they taught me in school was how to believe in myself a little bit more, have mental fortitude to get through those hard times. And while school didn't teach me that, I'm extremely grateful that I was able to figure that out at a younger age and that I can spread that message to other people and help them figure it out. Because I think now more than ever with social media and a pandemic, these weird times in our society, that it is more difficult than ever before to be a young person. And the expectations we all as young people have for ourselves have never been higher. And so if anyone out there is listening saying, well, what am I doing? Or I'm not as successful as my neighbors or the people around me or I don't know who I am or what I want or where I'm going to go. Know that it's okay. And know that all you have to do is take one small step to start to get mental fortitude into your life and elevate each and every day after that. And you will have smooth sailing from there on out. Now knowing that concept and having really like, you know, embraced it. I'm like, I've been doing that myself. I just didn't have a term for it. I just, exactly. I was just, that was, that was how I've been living my life the last two years as well. So I, I love that now there's a term that I can go to to explain it and to help teach people about it. And that's why I wanted to have you guys on the podcast because totally. that is what I've been doing with my podcast for the last year is sharing that message in my way and now giving people a tangible tool. Maybe it's the post-it notes like you guys originally started out with or just helping them like have a face to the name almost and allow them to really embrace that for themselves. But I think what you said, Sam, about society and like our generation, we are tasked with not only figuring out our lives during these turbulent, crazy times, but also breaking down generational barriers and healing from generational trauma. So we don't make the same mistakes with our children and the next generation, you know, our nieces, our nephews, our baby cousins, our, you know, our coworkers, our team members as you know, we get older and then a new class comes in every year. And it's really, really hard. All of the, the challenges that we face as young adults in society, plus dealing with just being a young adult in society ourselves. And that's something that I've been really struggling with myself and talking about, you know, that post-grad life, what it really means to be figuring it out now that I am, you know, turning 25 and starting my career, but knowing that I also want to be an entrepreneur and that I chose a non-traditional path because it is the best path for me. Mm. But most people will not get that. And most people will not get me. And it's not my job to make them get me. I know that and I'm okay with that, but it's really hard when 
you have to shatter ceilings to get there. And it's exhausting. You feel like you're going at it alone. So knowing that I have people that are also doing that for themselves and especially YouTube shattering those ceilings of men can't have feelings. Men shouldn't have feelings. Men shouldn't be vulnerable. That's so like, you guys don't know what that means to me to have you guys in my community, in my life now. But, you know, really having people that I can go to about that because totally, it's so hard to go at it alone, but I know we're not alone. And that was the whole point of me having the podcast. And I'm so grateful for Elevation Nation doing that for so many others. Uh, we appreciate that. And it just makes me think back, Kayla, to like my first year at work, uh, Sam and I work in big four consulting. We work with some of the smartest people in our fields in the entire world. And I had a lot of imposter syndrome in that first year. Like, man, I would go into rooms. I'd be like, I need to do absolute. I just need to sit in the room. I don't have anything of value to bring. I got nothing. And I think a lot of people who are older kind of accept that in the sense that young people, they want to grow. They want to be there, but yet yeah, they just got to do their time and eventually they'll be able to get, get to the next level, the promotion or whatnot. But you have those people who are in your corner say, I, I want to mentor you. I'm going to help you elevate, you know, all of that. But something that really hit for me is that as a young adult, if you can't find a way to elevate yourself in, let's say the workplace, there's so many avenues now to elevate yourself outside of the workplace and make your impact known. You know, maybe young adults don't have uh, the capacity to make an impact in the workplace, but we damn sure have uh, the capacity to make an impact outside of the workplace, whether that's through community, like you say about what you're doing with your podcast, Elevation Nation, podcasting in general, uh, posting on TikTok, you know, raising money for whatever. And I think that's really awesome and empowering. And I think that's what young adults really do bring to the table is that a lot of us always have, it seems like Sam, I mean, you, we've talked about this, but a lot of people have an, another extra thing they're doing if they're elevating, right? A lot of people who are in Elevation Nation and Kayla, why we're so excited you are here now is we all need to scratch that itch of like what our passion is and what our purpose is. And unfortunately, for many young people, that's not going to come from your first career. I think sometimes we have this notion in our minds that we worked hard, we got good grades, we were popular, we're social. Like, of course, my job is going to be incredible and I'm going to feel fulfilled every single day and they're going to pay me seven figures. And like, life's going to be perfect. Well, newsflash, guys, that's not how the real world works sometimes. And so most of the time, in most of the time, exactly. And so having something on the side, I think is really important to keep you sane. Like Kayla and I started out the podcast by saying, I love to cook. That's my side passion for my side passion that people don't know about. And so I would challenge folks that are out there listening, saying, you know, maybe I'm not in a career I like, or I don't know where I'm headed. Try to explore some different avenues that you could potentially be curious about and passionate about. And there's no better time than in your 20s to try to navigate some passions that you could maybe hold on to the rest of your life with. Oh, absolutely. I mean, someone the other day asked me what I'm passionate about. And I started listing off all these different things like, and there's so many more, but I need to stop. This story is getting too long. And I just, I think, yeah, we're tasked with all of these things, but we need to have something that's for ourselves that maybe nobody knows about like you Sam that nobody knows about even Parker but I for me it's reading and I share the books that I'm reading but you know for me it's reading it's listening to podcasts I used to share every podcast I was listening to and now I just 
you know, it's for me. Like sometimes just, you know, my meditation practice, when I can get it in, but when I do, it's really transformative or just praying. I, I've definitely gotten more in touch with my faith and being definitely more spiritual than religious. But, you know, what got me through the bar exam period and law school was praying, you know, every night before bed, I would, you know, start, I started hugging myself, literally physically hugging myself and saying, mm. I'm proud of you. And I love you. I love and that. then praying that whatever was going on, like, you know, whatever, like last night I was like, I, I prayed that, you know, I would get clarity on my friendship and what's, you know, cause that's, what's going on right now in my life. And, you know, having those practices for you and, you know, Parker was giving Sam, like he was nagging on him about his routines in their, when we did their episode. So go listen to that one if you are confused, but so I'm curious, like, what are some of the things like Sam cooking Parker, what's something for you that is like your, like when everything is going crazy and you have so much going on, you know, what is your, what do you go to when you need to escape and to really tap into yourself? Totally. Um, I'll say two things because one is not as accessible as the other. The The second one that you can have all the time is Sam knows I, I love to listen to music. And, music is a good one for me too. And I've always had a really diverse interest in music. So I could listen to Beethoven and then the next second throw on like Jay-Z and then the next second throw on death metal and find beauty in all of it. I just love music and, and just the art in general. And I always have music for a certain mood. I have so many different playlists that I've created over the years. So that's something that's very accessible, but something that I'm very grateful that I have in my life right now is I go to the gym and there's actually a sauna in the gym and I'll spend 15 minutes every morning in the sauna, no phone, no music, no technology, and just sit and close my eyes for 15 minutes before I get my day started. And it's such a way to feel refreshed, being with my thoughts. And sometimes those thoughts aren't good. Sometimes they're great, but it just like takes me back back to being human because oftentimes we're on our computer all day. We're talking with others all day. We're doing work. I think it sometimes is dehumanizing a little bit. Sitting in that sauna, first of all, in 160 degrees will uh, bring you back to earth. But <laughs> just being there in your own thoughts, there's something meditative about that. Oh, for sure. I've been dying to go to a gym that has a sauna. I really need to get back into my movement and meditation practice and maybe a gym membership or something so I can have access to a sauna because I think that would really be good for yeah. me. But I'm curious. And it's very healthy. Yeah, I've heard that. I'm curious. Do you guys know your human design by any chance? My human, huh? <laughs> okay, so I was like, that know. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. And okay, so your homework, so your homework is to go find like do your human design. I'll send you guys the, the, the info. Um, I'm really curious because so our human design, it takes the same information that you use to find out your birth chart, but it's a different system. And essentially what it is, is the blueprint for how you are meant to show up in the world and like your energy. It's like an energy type and there's five and everyone has one energy type, but then there's all these other things going on in the, the chart that dictate or like help you understand and navigate how you show up in the world. And so for example, I'm, and I want to know what yours are because it will 
you guys being elevators will be explained so much more when you once you know your human design. So I'm really curious. Sam, this feels like 16 personalities a little bit. Yeah, no. we've done it's a- another one of those systems. Yeah. Well, I love I love these, these are so fun. I'm definitely gonna yeah. take it and we will let you know. Yeah, we um, need to compare. But for example, I am a manifesting generator. So I am someone who has to go out and do things in the world and I'm a doer and I'm just like the energizer bunny. And I generate things in my life, but I also manifest things for myself. So, and that's like a very high level view. Like that's not the intellectual. Wait, I'm that too. I just did it. How did you do it already? There's a website. like that, bro. I'm a manifesting generator as well, Kayla. I I can see that. Can you send me this link? I want to, I want to do this right now. Yeah, please do. So then, and then let me know what the other ones are, Sam. But for me, so my authority is my gut so my biggest my strongest sense is my intuition and my vision so I my authority is my gut if I if something is right or wrong for me my gut will tell me and I've always said growing up I'm a vibe person I get vibes from people I read energy and like I know instinctively if someone's good or bad or if something is right for me my gut will tell me if something is wrong for me it'll either be a eh or like a fuck no like run but I will get some sort of reaction of like, this isn't right for me. So, and then my vision is my strongest sense. Like mm. going back to what we talked about on your podcast and earlier, like I've always kind of had a vision for my life and I've, the vision may have changed. The why may have changed along the way, but I've always known who I want to be and who I want to be in this world and how I want to be in this world and what I'm here for and having a purpose. And I'm just figuring out how I'm going to do all those things. So I'm really curious to know what yours are. So you just type in like your I don't know what any of this day. means, Kayla, but I'm down to you can explain it to me if I read it off. Yeah. Is that cool? Yeah. Kind of okay. sort of. I'll 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 do my best. But yeah, go. Okay. I'm a manifesting generator, the multi-hyphenate, multi-passionate people who are here to do and accomplish many diverse things. I would agree with that. My strategy is responding. Yeah. My authority is emotional. Okay. My solar plexus, which so that's your heart. I'm so very I'm, emotional. I'm a gut. I'm my sacral. I'm gut, but you're heart. I'm a heart. I don't have a gut feeling because I go back and forth so many times. I don't even remember what my gut said originally. Yeah. yeah. So that's good. Definition, split definition, two distinct different voices inside your head. Damn, that's pretty spot on because like every scenario, I see both sides. There you go. The easy breezy genius. So you need to read. So you need to read more about your profile. So mine is the great life experimenter. I'm literally destined to be a serial entrepreneur, basically, and have multiple passions at different times. And if you know anything about me, like literally is me. These are wild sometimes that they're so spot on. So you told us this one, we're going to give you one to do. It's called 16 personalities. I've done it. I've done it. I have to look up. I have it saved. Hold on. I know what I know what mine is. Wait. And so people out there that are listening that are like, what the hell are these three people doing shooting the shit? On let's get candid. I challenge you all. If you were like, "Hey, I'm young. I don't really know what I am or what I want." Of course, some of these you may disagree with, but it's nice to read and either agree or disagree, so you can start to think more introspectively about yourself. I think it's a really good exercise for young people to do as we start to figure out who we are. And so, Kayla, while you're pulling that up, I'll tell quickly the story of how we got Elevation Nation. In our words, Parker and I are elevators. And so we have a mentor in our life. Um, He was on the podcast as well. He is a marketing 
corporate genius who has quit and now started something called his one word program. And his name is Rich Keller. And essentially he took us under his wing, spent about six months with us learning about who we were as people. And he came up with one word for Parker and myself, and it happened to be the elevator. And that's what inspired Elevation Nation and our journey of always trying to elevate ourselves and the people around us. So finding out who you are is very important. I'll tell you that. I agree. It's the, it's the foundation of yeah. mental fortitude. I mean, that's the reason why we have it first, who you are, because that's going to drive where you want to go. That's going to drive how you spend your every day. You can let other things drive how you spend your every day and where you want to go. But Sam and I believe that if you know you are, who you are and you're able to drive, let that drive do the driving, damn, you're going to be down a, a much better path if you got your you know friend saying, you should do this, you should do that, your boss, you should do this, you do that. Because that's their interest, not yours. Absolutely. And so really fast before I share my, my 16 personalities, Ooh. I think you know, they always say like, you're the sum of the five people you surround yourself most with. And that's true. But I think you need to know who you truly are to know what you bring to the table and to check yourself if those five people are the right people to be surrounding yourself with. But anyway. Yeah. No one said that they're the best people to be surrounded with. They're just the ones you are, you're feeding off of. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I think human design is so important because knowing who you are truly meant to show up in the world as, and like, you know, knowing whether you're a gut person or a heart person, my dad is mental, you know, how you are meant to show up in the world and what your signs are and which parts of your body will light up in certain ways. So you are knowing if you're on the right path for yourself is super, super important. But so I am the entertainer. I am an ESFPT. Okay. I could see that. I'm a protagonist, EFNJ. I forget what it was. No, you're not. <laughs> yes, I am. No, you're not. Or aren't aren't I the protagonist and you're the campaigner? No, I did it again. It's now protagonist. So you, so you, you can't just I, change it like that. No, That's dude, not I did, I it does. It you week. do. You can change so over time. I did this last week with my team at work, and because we all wanted to see what everyone was, and I did it twice. And I was a protagonist each time, Sam. Just saying. The campaigner days are over. Well, you've evolved. I'm proud of you. So (laughs) I I did this my first year of law school. So 2019, when all of that shit was going down. So I'm curious to know if it has changed for me and I'll redo it. I'll let you guys guys know if it's changed for me. But I I still think this is true for me. But maybe it has modified a little bit. So I'm curious. Sam, what are you? I'm the same. I am same core to me, human that I was from well, before. Were you? I'm pretty sure I was uh ENFJ protagonist, right? Oh, damn. I don't want to be like you. And then we were like, oh, so this is why I yelled at Parker. Because when we first did it like, like a year ago, I was a protagonist and Parker was a campaigner. And they said like protagonists and campaigners work so beautifully together. And now Parker's out here switching. So maybe our company is going to explode now. Dude, maybe you switched. Maybe you were something else and you're just in your own head about this whole thing. Like, I don't know. Kayla, you're getting a sneak peek into the true Parker and Sam when we get into our little tiffs. I'm just like, no, I I love it. I am here for it. But it's funny. I'm so looking at mine. This is why I think it's accurate. So I'm 58% extrovert, but I, I do have my moments where I need to go inward and like be alone. Because I have my own body moments. Yeah. Observant, 62%. Feeling, 69%. 
prospecting 51%, turbulent 85%. And when we were talking off air, you guys will know why that's true. <laughs> I think these things are so crazy how they're able to do it, but it's so imagine, wild. Could but you my- imagine if you paid like a hundred bucks for one of these tests and how much more inquisitive it would be? Oh, I, like, that's why I love doing all of the free versions of the systems because they all kind of, they work together if you think about it. But so my role is the explorer and my strategy is social engagement. So it makes sense. Beautiful. Um, but so do you guys, and I know like there's that like meme where it's like, if she asks you what time you were born, run. Like <laughs> when the guy asked the mom that, but like, do you guys know your, your big three or like, what's your like sun sign, your um, zodiac? Do you know? I'm running. I literally have no idea, Kayla. I'm so sorry to disappoint you. No, it's okay. I got to put I just... in more work. I have no clue. I don't even know what time I was born. Okay, protagonist. Yeah, so find uh, out you know what time, time. you Time? Yeah, I know when I was born. 3.37 in the morning. Oh, shit. Yeah. 3.26 in the afternoon. That's funny. Oh, okay. I mean, like, it's it's on your birth certificate, man. Yeah, tell your mom you know? to send you your birth certificate. Yeah, I don't have that. I handy, also know right. my Zodiac sign. You don't know your Zodiac sign? No, when's your birthday? Sam, I'm a, Virg- your- I'm a Virgo. Okay. Parker? I'm a Virgo. Scorpion. When's your birthday? Last day, 20th of November. I'm November 24th. I'm a Sag. There you go. Wow. Yeah. So it's coming up. We're close. Coming Our birthdays up. are close. Yeah. 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 So it's funny. I'm entering my quarter life crisis at the most turbulent time in like the Zodiac, like Scorpio and Sag season. But yeah, That's it's, cool. it, I just, I, I love learning about these systems and asking people about it. Like I don't let them dictate anything. But once I learn about them, I'm like, mm, that makes a lot of sense. So like the guy I was telling you guys about off air, he's a Capricorn. Ooh. So oh, sorry. No, yeah, like, we hate Capricorn. No, I, I don't. don't. I, I, I know. So it's funny. <laughs> so love you, Parker, but Scorpios, Pisces and Capricorn men, and I tend to not do well together. And Virgos are iffy, Sam, but they, you know, I mean, not everyone's, not everyone's exactly their sign. Yeah. But from my personal experience, I do best with fire signs because I just am a lot of energy all at once. That's what you say about Virgos and all those. I, I don't even know what the 12 are. Are there 10 or 12? 12. So Virgos are type A typically. So Sam, are you, uh, are you type yeah. A? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then Scorpio. I don't really know much about Scorpio. I just had a not so great experience with one in law school, but. Oh man, we all were born by the same, you know, like thing, you know, the moon and everything. Planets? I don't know. That was Is your that how it works? Planets, moon, stars. All the things. Time. They all, the they alignment. all, they all are factors. Yeah. So I like it. I like it. Your your big three is your sun sign, your moon sign, and your rising. So my moon sign is Libra, which is air. And then my sun, my rising is Aries, which is a fire sign. So I'm a double fire sign with a little bit of air. There's no water in me to cool me down until you go to my Venus and my Mars, which is love and relationships and aggression. And then I'm a Capricorn. So then there's like a little bit more water there that like mellows me out a little, but I'm, I'm all fire sign. So I'm curious to know what yours are. If you guys ever do it, you're like confused. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, trying. I'm. I'm. Need to you get the books. You get shit. to pick. You get no. Pick so okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like I don't know. 
No, so we sound like such uneducated men right I, now. I don't know. Okay, you guys are all Jewish men by your own account. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love it. I, I love it. I need some of that energy in my life. So it's all good. But we would have never known. No, so <laughs> there's an app called CoStar and you can the, we so get CoStar, find out your birth time, Sam. Get CoStar and then t- we'll do our compatibilities. Like you can literally like I can put yours and mine next to each other each of us and then we can see like how compatible you are and like you'll learn more about like so parker you can do it with your girlfriend sam when any girl you're dating you can do it and <laughs> you never know she's doing it for you. she's 100 doing it for sam, you maybe that's what the ladies are waiting for for you yeah like hey is that what i was preventing born, me yeah and... oh yeah no figure out your thing because girls definitely the minute they learn your birthday they're 100 percent going and checking out your your whether oh, what yeah. like, they're looking up virgo and they're looking up virgo and whatever compatibility one thousand hundred percent like they are because i've done it i do it Shit. for all of them damn but wow. that's wild oh, virgo i'm sorry to anyone out there listening that was disappointing <laughs> with my answer but I'll find out when I was, what time I was born and we'll right. get back Let to me that. know. Let me know. But, um, so yeah, talking about dating, but first I want to jump into dating, but you guys said you guys work in consulting big four. So can you talk a little bit about what that means? Like, you know, I've talked a lot about big law, but I've never really talked about the big four accounting firms, the big four consulting firms. Can you talk a little bit about that? What you guys do every day? Like what's your, what has been your lifestyle the last couple of years, like work and career and figuring all that out? And then we'll talk about dating because I do want to talk about dating too. So I would equate going into big four consulting very similarly to going to a huge college or university, right? I think you can make a big school or a big company smaller, but you can't make a smaller company bigger. And so there are definitely some cons with the company we work at. We, we love it, but there are, of course, some issues. But the one thing that's been amazing for me is I've been able to hone in on exactly what I wanted to do with my career, which has been amazing. So I started at this big consulting firm and I then was able to break into a smaller subset or group of a design studio within it. So every single day is an adventure. I build digital apps and websites for clients. Um, I get to fly around the country and go meet some pretty cool people and work with some cool artists and designers and developers. And we make some cool ideas come to life. So that's my life. I love it. If anyone wants to learn more about it, I am, of course, I'm happy to connect with you all. Feel free to reach out. Parker? I do completely different work than Sam. Um, So I work in our government consulting practice. So I am all focused on helping pretty much the government and you know there's so many different governments out there we're just helping them from their people side so i federal the federal government so our practice does federal work state government work local government work and higher education but i'm specifically part of our people advisory services practice which means that we are all focused on the the people agenda within you know government uh, and so very different to Sam, I feel as if the work that we're doing is helping enrich the lives of our communities at a, a local level, but also at the country level. Uh, and so I've been on, I've had the opportunity to work with some really interesting, powerful, motivational people who can really make a difference in their communities. And I feel just a little bit that I'm a part of that as well. Um, and so not as much travel involved as Sam does, but 
in terms of the impact I feel like I'm making, it's certainly a great one. I, like I love that. that. I love that. And I talk a lot about how me and my law school classmates, we all went to the same law school at the exact same time, but we all had different experiences that shaped our totally. perspectives. And we've all gone into vastly different careers. Some of them are doing the same thing. They're on the same teams or like same teams on different firms. So they're going against each other or our competitors, but there's so many of us, there was like a, a overall large group of like 15 of us. And we all are doing so many different things. And that has also affected our experience. So it's funny how you two best friends went to college together, grew up together. You both go into big four consulting, but then you do vastly different things and you're still best friends. And it goes to show that your friends don't have to do the exact same things that you do. They don't have to be just I like you. I would have wanted that way. And I don't honestly. want them to be, I don't want them to be, but you know, you always like in the movies and TV shows, it's like oh, the friend totally. group and they're all like cookie cutter, same like robot yeah. version of the same, you know? And it's like, I've, I've always struggled with the fact that I've never had a friend group especially a girlfriend group, because I'm just not that personality. And I know that now. And that friend that we talked about on my pot, um, on your podcast, which I've talked extensively about him on mine and that whole story, but you know, he would always tell me, why do you so badly want to be friends with this group of girls? They don't even like each other that much. You are trying so hard to be part of their friend group and you are losing sight of yourself. You're becoming someone that you are not. And you're not even happy. Like for what? And it's like, because I have a fear of belonging. Like, I want to belong. I want to fit in. I want to be a part of something. I want to be loved. I want to be wanted. And he was like, I love you. I want you. Why does everybody else matter? Fuck them. Who cares? And it just, it, it like, it was just like this really like momentous thing for me to realize, like, I'm not a friend group person. I need to stop trying to be such a friend group person. And I, when I allowed that to finally seep in, I was like, I have so many friends in so many different places and acquaintances mostly like they're not all close friends, but you know, a lot of them tend to be guys because I have a lot of dominant aggressive energy I do. And it's just, it is what it is, whether it's because I'm a fire sign or because I'm a lawyer, because I'm Hispanic, I don't know, but it's just, it is what it is. And I'm learning to be softer and healing has allowed me to really do that tapping into my human design and learning more about myself and my healing journey and therapy has allowed me to soften, but I recognize like I wasn't meant to be like everybody else. I'm not meant to be a friend group person. And, you know, I'm meant to do all these different things in my life, AKA the human design, you know, social life experimenter, manifesting generator personality. And when I recognize that I'm meant to have friends that do so many different things and they're all meant to shape my life in so many different ways and I love having mentors and being a mentor and that's why I love talking to people and connecting with people so much because I get to have all these conversations that shape my perspective and my reality and it makes me who I am and makes me better so that's why I wanted to ask that because I I just it all again method to my madness but it all works (laughs) out No, totally. I mean, Sam and I, I think people like to think Sam and I do very, very similar things when in reality, we just work at the same company. (laughs) That's really what it is. And we have a podcast together, but you know, Sam's got very different interests than me. I love football. Sam could give a shit about football. Sam loves basketball. I'm better than him on the court, but it's fine. And like, yeah, see, he's freaking out. You know, we're, we're just different in, in so many ways as well, which makes it fun. Is look at him. He's freaking out. 
because he's never played that guitar behind him like in like 20 years <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> just since there is a uh, decoration you guys live in different cities though now right unfortunately yeah, we're best friends who live in different cities too but work at that. the same company that's funny and it's beautiful the same podcast yeah <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> right i love that though and i love that so can you talk a little bit more about you know you guys have been nagging on each other and i love that so much like what how do you like you guys have a bromance for sure like how do you find like once you find your person or you think you found your person how do you keep that relationship alive like that personal relationship outside of the podcast outside of you know working at the same company especially now that you live in different cities you are living different lives for real now you went to college together you lived a very similar life when you were both in dc at first you know like you were living a very similar life now you're not so much anymore like how do you keep that friendship alive i mean sam and i yeah there you go that's right you want to get a word in go sam (laughs) Thank you. Um, (laughs) One of the beautiful things about my relationship with Parker is we know each other so well. I am certainly the pessimist and grumpy one in the relationship. And Parker is the dreamer and optimist. And the great part about that. Yeah. All right. You can have be a protagonist now. I'll be something else. I'm sorry. Damn it. I'm the dreamer. I need, I I need, (laughs) I need that. And like you'll find you'll find I someone like that, that i need that like pes- i but like i'm the dreamer and i'm also pessimistic so like it's funny like i'm both of you combined so i'm like so I you need don't need that. anyone you're no, good I, I, yeah I that's like, the problem <laughs> we'll talk about that later when we get to dating but that's so funny <laughs> so but no the amazing part of working with your best friend is i get to talk to parker every single day i think it's been fantastic for our friendship not living in the same city you have to make such an effort to stay in touch with those friends and while some friends I do, and we make that effort for each other. Other friends have kind of fallen to the wayside, and Parker and I can't let that happen because we talk to each other every day. So that's been a really big part of it. The other part is we made a promise when we started Elevation Nation that if the friendship ever got in the way, we would, no matter how successful we were, no matter how much money people were offering us, we would kill the company and we would go back to being friends. And we made that in our operating agreement, in our contract lawyer with each other that we wanted to make sure we put the friendship first and that sounds insane to some people but i unfortunately learned that lesson the hard way with another one of my best friends who i had a company with and we started butting heads and it almost ended our friendship and at that point i realized that no business was ever worth losing friends over um and so that's been kind of a driving force behind parker and i's relationship we certainly have had to have dedicated time to just be friends. And it's hard for us because you're so passionate about Elevation Nation and what we're doing. So for example, Parker and I went to homecoming at the University of Maryland this weekend, and we may or may not have been a couple uh, adult beverages in. And even on our days when we are off and unwinding, we just are so passionate about it. We go off to the side and we start talking about ideas and concepts and things we want to do. And so whenever that gets too overwhelming, we kind of say, hey, pause on Elevation Nation. Let's be friends right now. And we try to honor that time for each other. That's so important. And I'm glad as a lawyer that you have that in your contract because there, they, there are people who say that you can't go into business with your family or your, or your friends. And it's not right for everybody, but for some people it works, but you need to know which one is the priority 
and make sure you keep that priority in check, which is why priorities and boundaries in general are just so important in all aspects of life. But I digress. Parker? I think at the end of the day, Sam and I are family, you know, and that is a mutually agreed thing that we have is that, you know, it's just like you're, you have a brother or sister, or father or son, and you know, obviously it's not blood relationship. It's, it's, it's something that Sam and I both agree that, you know, we care about each other. And most importantly too, is we're straight up with each other in any healthy relationship. You need people who are going to be there when times are great, but also when times are really, really shitty. And I think for both of us, we both agree that, you know, that we're always there for each other, but then also if like, I, you know, I had this, we did a podcast last week and I just, I had a rough day 15 minutes in. I just, I couldn't get into my rhythm with the podcast. And then after the episode, he said, dude, what the fuck? Like he was like giving me like pointers and this and that. And I'm like, listen, I get like, thank you. Like, and that's what it's about. Instead of having someone who's always like, we're going to go out and party and things are always going to be great all the time. It's someone too that you can give a, a little shit to and nag on and help each other grow because, uh, you know, we've talked about elevation. We've talked about mental fortitude. We've talked about the power of being surrounded by people who want the best for you too. That's really important. So when I think of, you know, those types of people, it's people like Sam, people like my girlfriend, my family. And, you know, those are all people who are kind of in the same circle because they're all family. Yeah. And your friends are your chosen family. Blood may be thicker than water, but your friends are chosen for a reason. And you you keep them close to you because they are meant to uplift you and be there for you when the times are hard, but also, you know, check you when you need to be checked, but also support and encourage you when and give you the space to figure it out and room to grow. And it's hard being in your 20s and figuring all of that out and figuring out who the right people are in your life. And they're not all going to be there forever. And there's some are going to be there for certain periods and then they leave and then others will come in. And that's hard to navigate. And we I talk so much about that. And that's part of why, you know, I've struggled so much with friendships and groups and all of that as well and dating and just recognizing, you know, I'm changing and I'm not, you know, as as much as I want to have a partner to grow and expand with and who what I just said, you know, checks me when I need to be checked, supports me and encourages me and uplifts me. I know that I'm at that point in my life where right now I can I don't have the energy and the time to invest into building a relationship. My career and my businesses come first, but it's really hard because I want that. And I know that, yeah. that would, it would help me sh- to have that support system, but I just don't have the time to invest in it. And we were talking about that offline, like why it's been so hard for me too, to, with that one particular person. And so I'm curious, like for you guys, as you've been figuring this out for yourselves, also from the male perspective and dating and relationships and navigating friendships you know Parker you have a girlfriend Sam you're single and like relatively recently single right so what has that been like for you guys you know each of your experiences and maybe Parker how did you meet your girlfriend and how has the relationship evolved as you guys have evolved oh man JJ and I've been together for five years a long time Sam and I went to college in Maryland and I met JJ in Maryland um we have been together since actually we had a three-month period where we took a break um but then we got back together now we live together in new york city and you know it's been a whirlwind of fun and you know i i 
I think there's nothing better than growing with someone over time, you know, being a young person and just growing up. Like, I don't remember, like life without her is, I can't remember it because, you know, we've always spent so much time together and I think it's really special and I'm very grateful for what we have and, you know, the love we share and all that. It just, sometimes I take it for granted and I, you know, have to ground myself in moments like when I'm in the sauna be appreciative of what I have and you know so yeah it's it's also fun living with a girl I guess um I I'm surprised you said the word fun but okay no it's it's an interesting ride I think I learned a lot you know I used to live with my mom and my sister but it's very different when you're sharing (laughs) space with the same with another girl they have a lot of stuff I learned that and a lot of stuff and like all the stuff (laughs) (laughs) and there's just funny little things that that you know maybe it's jj maybe girls that you just pick it keeps it interesting though yeah Yeah. it's just it's fun but then there's other times like get me to a sports bar and let me watch football and drink beer for a night you know (laughs) and i think it's super important and i think sammy might agree with me on this to have your space and your things that are just you as individuals in a relationship and like not gonna lie when you were saying like you know you don't remember life without her like that almost worries me not for you but in my own like personal relationships like I want to know who I am and have my own independent life and then also have a life with that person and build Mm. a life with that person but I want to make sure that he respects I have my own life and my own career I I need to have both like and and I always say this and then Sam I'll kick it to you like I want it all and I know I can have it all, but I can't have it all at once. But I want to be my own damn person and love myself and then have my career and have my relationship and then have my children. I want it all. And I know that I need to prioritize certain things at different times. And right now I'm in a career and personal phase and those kind of go together right now. And then, you know, the family and partner will come, but I need to build this up first before I can get there. But, you know, I want it all. And I just need to slow down and be patient. My intention for this year was to be more present in the moment. And I'm working on that. That's going to be my intention for 2023 too, because I need to still work on that. But I, I that worried me a little bit for me. If it works for you, it works for you. Everyone's relationship is different. Everyone has their own thing. But I'm curious to know, Sam, for you, like you were in a relationship and now you're not and figuring all of that out, navigating singleness for the first time in your mid twenties and career. And what's that been like? It ain't his first time. I'm just pushing it out there. <laughs> Sam likes to know that I give him some shit. I, I love it. I, I'm here for it. Let's go. Thank you, Parker. Um, it's not my first time, but um <laughs> Yeah, I think it's I think it's a unique time, right, Kayla? Because I'm a hopeless romantic as well. I want it all too. And I've taken the time to invest in my career and I've taken the time to invest in this entrepreneurial journey. And in my mind, I'm excited and I'm ready for that next step and that next person. But I also recognize that I don't want to rush that and I want to be patient to get the right person. It's so funny you say that because I don't consider myself a hopeless romantic, but I do have tendencies And like, I want that right. Like, I want that to have someone to come home to the end of the night as I'm busy building all of these things and like share that with, but also recognizing that like, I just don't have the time to invest in that. So like that that dichotomy in myself that I'm having right now. So I, I relate to you a lot on that. 
Totally. And, and I get that. And I'll give one quick shout out to JJ Parker's girlfriend, who it's also very helpful when your best friend and friends absolutely adore your girlfriend. Um, JJ has been nothing but supportive throughout this journey, not just with Parker, but with myself too, as, as a friend of mine. And I take up a lot of Parker's free time. And for many girls, and she might feel this, there might be a little bit of jealousy and anger that I'm taking up a lot of time, but she has been nothing but supportive of Parker and I and our dreams to help make the world a better place and elevate other people. So JJ, if you're listening, I just want to thank you for being amazing. Um, but onto my journey of being single and trying to figure out my life. I am going to therapy. I'm working on myself and I'm trying to figure out the right person and the type of person that is best for me, not to find another Sam Panich because God only knows that having two of me together is a lot. That's essentially just putting me and Parker in the room and we're dating each other. But I need to find someone that compliments me. And I think that's a big shift in my mindset that I've had uh, this year, Kayla, as I've turned 27, was I need to try to find my compliment, not the bar. And by that, I mean, before, I was always searching for someone that impressed me and elevated just as much as I did. And I do enough elevating myself and Parker pushes me the rest of the way. I don't need another person that's my partner to push me higher. I got plenty of that within myself. I need someone that compliments me in the right ways. And so that shift in mindset is something I'm working on to try to look for those qualities in someone as opposed to someone that just raises the bar consistently, because that's what I was looking for before. Sam, I think you and I need to talk off air about how you your look how that mindset shifts and like what you're like how you look for that compliment because I think I've never looked for the bar like someone to elevate me more, but I definitely need to shift my mindset to finding a compliment. So yeah, we need to connect offline about we that. Will. But thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. I've heard you talk about that concept before, by the way, and like I'm glad you brought that up here. Because I think it's really important for people listening to also work on that. And I, I talk a lot about mindset shifts. But thank you so, so much, both of you, for coming on the podcast. We definitely need to do a part like 500. Like we can keep going forever. <laughs> and for I sure. want to keep having these conversations because as we keep getting older and you know going through these journeys ourselves, like the conversations will change. But just having them is the most important part. So Thank you guys. No doubt. Where can everyone find you? Pimp yourselves out. All right. I got it. You ready? Here we go. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcast, Elevation Nation Podcast. You can also check us out on our website at www.elevationnation.io. Sam and I just released a newsletter that's going to come out every two weeks highlighting the amazing things that are going on in Elevation Nation, all the great people like Kayla who are coming on the podcast and are welcomed into the community. We also share a little bit of tips and tricks on how you can elevate yourself uh, when you receive the newsletter. And in addition to that, we're on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Elevation Nation underscore IO. Uh, and of course, Sam and I always like to say, if you ever want to reach out to us, you can Find us through our Instagram. Feel free to shoot us a DM. Shoot us a, if you have our phone number, I don't know how you would. Text us. Seriously, Sam and I are always open to chatting with young adults who are just trying to figure it out. We uh, don't, you know, we don't charge or anything. We, so we just like to talk to people and help them along the way. So hit us up. We'd love to meet you. Any parting words, Sam? 
This was lovely, Kayla. I'm so excited that we welcomed you to the nation as our newest member. And I'm equally as grateful that we got to share a little bit of our story with your listeners. So thank you for having us. I'm so excited. I feel like I've known you forever and welcome to the nation. We're glad to have you. I'm so excited to be a part of it. And yeah, the feeling is definitely mutual. So we're probably going to keep going off there, but bye guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you. (laughs) 